This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, folks, look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. It's simple, at gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. Please remember to stick around for the second action pack hour of Gun Sports Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And this first hour is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out at their website at firearmslegal.com. Hey, folks, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any middle-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. It'll keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, guys. So, what's been going on? It's kind of boring lately out there. Well, we're all so socially distant. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are so distant and socially. But if you notice, we all have we all have haircuts. You notice? Yeah. How did, <laughs> how did that happen? Well, my girl has a little room, like twelve by fourteen, that she's had for a long time, yeah. and it's a one-on-one. You never, there's never a crowd. There's, and it's in a complex where there's no other people in there. It's kind of cool. See, oh. we, we had a patriot come to the house there and uh, set it up in the backyard. You Cut know, your hair? She was masked up, which I didn't care, but uh, just waiting for the air feel better. And it's great to get your hair cut in the wind. So, uh, it yeah, just, it, seemed, it seemed to work. Don't have to use a blower. And got, you did your own. You got a, well, you got I, a Floby? I get, no, I got clippers, but uh, I got, uh, I uh, my wife did it. She I did got a, a trend. She, she did a great job. Didn't she do it? She kind of did a great she job. She really did a good job. Tell <laughs> it kind of looks good. She could quit her day job and open up a beauty shop. That's right. Everybody that, it should, as long as they want my haircut, she's good to go. What'd she charge you? Oh, oh yeah. A life, an arm and a leg and a life. And <laughs> nothing. It's awesome. She did a great job. It was actually kind of. She, she really you, did. It, 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 you want to hear something? It was actually kind of fun. We yeah. were you know, your wife and you're, she's cutting hair and we're laughing. And you put your bowl on her, on your head. You put the bowl on the head. Yeah. And, <laughs> had to go get a bigger bowl <laughs> it was kind of fun yeah but yeah it is it's it is an interesting week you know uh, the weeks are uh you know we're, we're doing a lot of things san Diego county gunners is doing a lot of things to uh uh get ready for uh you know more facebook live events which by the way we're facebook live right now on our san Diego county gunners facebook page mm-hmm. but we've been doing ccw um seminars and 
Tuesday, we have a very special Zoom interview with Senator Brian Jones. He's going to talk about um, what's going on in Sacramento, and he's also going. He's got a very exciting announcement. The only catch is you have to be a ten ring member of San Diego County Gun Owners or any one of the any one of the packs: San Diego, San Bernardino, Riverside, Orange County. You have to be a ten ring member to get the invite for the Zoom event on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. Dave, are you going to be there? What do you got going on? Tuesday night. I don't think I have anything, but you should sign on. I know. What do you? Uh, what's it take to become a ten ringer? Ten ring member is uh, that is our premier membership, and it is either one hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars per year. Or you can sponsor a champagne level table at our uh, gun prom Second okay. Amendment celebration dinner, and that comes with a uh, ten ring membership. Really? Yep. So, and the, the early word special. So, a champagne table is normally five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. For the last what four years, we've had this dinner. We've uh, they've been five thousand dollars. We dropped the price to three thousand uh, dollars. You still get all the benefits wow. of uh, of a five thousand dollar table, and you know, including the ten ring membership, including a five thousand dollar ticket package, um, champagne with dinner, and. Uh, you're front and center and right in front of the podium and right. advertising mentions and all, all that other good stuff, but it's only $3,000. So what does San Diego County gun owner do with the money once they raise it? Excellent question. So we have, I don't know if, if you've heard, we have this election coming up in November. Yeah, you think? And it's huge, especially the local boards and councils. Yeah. Um, only a few of them, only two cities in San Diego have a primary. Um, most of the cities are elected in the general in, in November. So we're going to have a ton. We just released on Friday. We just put up a new list of endorsements. Uh, we're going to add to that probably around early August after the filing date. There's a date when it's a drop-dead date. You have to either have filed and said you're a candidate or you're not on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So the week that happens, we'll add to it. But we get the right people elected. You know, We run our organization. Um, we uh, do all kinds of things to make sure you can get CCWs, that you can shoot on public lands, that you can... Uh, um, you know, uh, you know how to get your CCW, um, all these different things that we do. Uh, we train women to get a gun, to, you know, get the proper training, to get a CCW, all those, you know, engage with the media, all those important things that we do. Um, but then we take that money, we take the membership dues and we help support the right candidates. We promote the endorsement list mm-hmm. that we've vetted and we get them elected. We know, and sometimes people too, I think, um, don't don't realize the importance of the local elections, the um, oh. people in the city councils and things like that, because you get the wrong people in there, and it can make things miserable. I mean, we we've seen that experience around here now. And the other thing too is a lot of times there's not a whole lot of um, information on those people. I mean, everybody knows who they're going to vote for for governor, or for senator, or congressman, or something like that. But it's a lot harder to find that kind of information for the um, you know the local. Uh, people, the supervisors and things like that. So it's really important, I think. Uh, yeah. And very few people start out at the top, you know, uh, yeah. Newsom. Well, unless you're re- related to somebody. Yeah. Or you're, you know, Trump. Yeah. F- first day in a, an elected office was president of the United States. Well, he, he was stepping down <laughs> to do that, right? He kind of was, wasn't he? <laughs> that, that's a really good point. Yeah. Because he didn't climb the ladder. Well, and we, t- I, you know, we talk about it all the time. Um, you know, people complain about a, uh, you know, some anti-gun bill that's being proposed or whatever. And I point out, okay, well, look at the people that authored this bill. Where did they start? Well, they were on a city council somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're on a school board before that. Mm-hmm. By the time they're in Sacramento, you have so little power to influence right. or get the, you know? You can't get near them. You can't get near them. Yeah. But school board member or city council member, a lot of these guys are 
begging for attention. <laughs> and just about anybody, just about anybody can run for those offices, I've noticed. Yeah. Yep. I just have a friend of mine. He's running for a school board in San Marcos. And I'm thinking, what are the qualifications? Who is it? Uh, Be sure I get their name. I want to I want to make uh, sure we uh, talk to that. Epperson. Person. Yeah. Brian Epperson. Brian Epperson. Okay. Yeah, Let's I knew sure. his dad, Mick Epperson. We, you know, he's big in the car car sales, and and Brian worked for uh, uh, San Diego Auto Collection. He's a good kid. Is he a gun guy? I don't know if he is or not. Yeah, you know, I'll have to find out. Let's find out. But it, but but you you bring up another point, and that is, you know, when we say we're looking for somebody that's a gun enthusiast, mm-hmm. we're talking about the correct gun enthusiast, somebody that believes in Second Amendment rights. Doesn't right. have to be a wild shooter. Just has to believe in the rights and the the legal aspect of, of owning a gun. Yeah, we. I mean, we have a questionnaire. We sit down and talk to them. We sit down and talk to their staff. And we have three criteria. We want to make sure they're pro Second Amendment. We want to make sure that they're viable, and we want to make sure that they have the, the character to run for office. And, and and it's interesting, folks. I can tell you as an outsider, he doesn't take anybody. He doesn't endorse anybody unless they have been vetted to death i mean you're brutal i mean you are literally i mean i'm glad i'm not running for office because it would hurt well i'll tell you i've had some people i've made some phone calls and said uh, you know hey congratulations we voted and you're you're endorsed and had people surprised like really i didn't think you liked me you know <laughs> like hey you know be tough on them now you know yeah when yeah. it matters yeah get and, him used uh, to it yeah on the flip side of that, I've had some people, I've called up, or usually people call me and say, hey, I didn't see my name on the list. And I said, yeah, we didn't endorse you. Nope. Yeah, but, but why? But why? Well. Have you yeah, got an hour? Yeah, really. <laughs> Let's talk about it. But I'm a Republican. I hear that. I'm a Republican. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, well. Yeah, especially nowadays. I mean. <laughs> it's not good enough anymore, is it? No, no. It's not good enough at all. So, yeah. So, well, I tell you, folks, if he joins, and it's not a sales pitch. Because you can get in for as little as ten dollars a month. Yep. You can't even buy breakfast for ten dollars. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. You almost—I don't smoke—but you could almost can't buy a pack of cigarettes for a, a ten bucks. And speaking of good candidates, too, ooh, our ooh. next segment coming up: Congressman Daryl Issa is running in the fiftieth. Ah. If you're a, a a listener to Gun Sports Radio, um, just a couple weeks ago we interviewed his opponent. So now we're going to interview him in the next segment. Can't wait. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. So I can't say... folks welcome back this is gun sports radio we're missing lance pelkey today folks but he is busy 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 so he'll be back next sunday but we got michael schwartz and joe jermisi in the house and what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws firearms legal protection mike lance and i use them firearms legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or call at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100 or FirearmsLegal.com. 
gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Hey, folks, the refi bell has been ringing for many days now. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That's Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, Michael, who you got for your special guest today? Well, you may have seen our next guest on uh, Fox News or any one of the cable hey, news. Hey, 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 he's been on KUSI. Been on KUSI. Fox News stuff. <laughs> and, but I think most interesting, you may have seen him on the Bill Maher show. Really? Um, yeah, which I want to talk to him about. It's uh, Congressman Daryl Issa. Are you there? I sure am. How well, are you, sir? Yes, and it's uh, good. It's uh, Bill Maher's kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, e- e- even for deep, even for Bill Maher, you know, for years, uh, and I don't want to dwell on it, but for years, Republicans would go on, and you know, there'd be like four Democrats surrounding us, but they would let us at least get a point out, and, and you. You, you could change some hearts and minds on some important issues, but today it's just Bill Maher being mean, uh, mm. and it's a shame because, he, because he's not funny as a result. Correct. And uh, I, I grew up with George Carlin, and to me, you know, you can, uh, you can completely disagree on a subject and still enjoy a good comedian. Mm. Uh, he, he, he's just lost it right now, and uh, if he's listening, as he should be, he yeah. needs to uh, wise up, wise up, and get funny again. Right. He uh, uh, Bill Maher listens to our show, so I know he's out there listening. Absolutely. Yeah, and I totally agree because I mean, let's face it, humor is is the best medicine, and that guy lost his medical bag. Let me tell you. <laughs> so what was the what what was the reason? I'm just curious. What, what yeah, why when you when you're in office, you're a congressman. Uh, you're getting, uh, you know, what they refer to as earned media, you know, they're uh, meaning that different cable shows are reaching out to you and saying, hey, we want you to come on and talk. What is the motivation for going on a show like like Bill Maher, which, by the way, I applaud you for doing. But I'm just curious, what's the discussion behind the doors? You know, what made you do it? You know, I was on 13 times uh, over 14 years, uh, starting in 2003, basically, when I went on uh uh, during the recall of Gray Davis. And, you know, he was he was totally a Democrat in California who couldn't understand why anyone would get rid of somebody as inept and indecisive as Gray Davis as the lights went out. And I went on to explain to him that, you know, if if you're part of the lights going out on your state, you probably should be asked to leave for somebody who can at least, you know, keep your state from going bankrupt. Oh, you know what? We've got the same thing going again, don't we? I was just going to say, how long are we going to put up with this? We're not putting up with it. You can go anywhere, not just not just a gun shop. You can go anywhere, including liberal Encinitas right now. And you're going to see people who their mask is around their neck or in their pocket. Uh, they're they're socializing. They're they're in bars. They're standing in restaurants. Uh, they're basically ignoring stay home little by little. And that's not that's not conservatives. That's not people who failed to vote for Newsom. That's people who voted for this governor who know that the numbers don't support the continued quarantine mm-hmm. of the American people in California. So what. So, OK, just to clarify, everybody, you're you're running for Congress in the 50th, which is out East County and 
and inland north. Uh, if it even covers San Marcos and up into Riverside, it's the seat that right. Duncan the best, Hunter left. The best way, the best way to look at it is until 2012, it was three people's district. East County was Duncan Hunter, San Marcos and Escondido was uh, Brian Bilbray, and Temecula and all that other rural area, the, all the tribal areas was mine. And they redistricted it in 2013, and uh, it belonged to uh, the two hunters after that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's going to be where I serve again for uh, a number of years. And what t- talk about why should gun owners vote for you? You know, uh, track record matters. I know you had uh, my opponent on, and, and uh, he's a gun owner and, uh, and says he's a different kind of Democrat, but the reality is that uh, he uh, he worked in the Obama administration, which couldn't have been more anti-gun rights. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's got plenty of pictures with Bernie Sanders, which, by the way, is is actually good. Bernie's not the worst in the Democratic Party, but uh, the reality is is that he's going to join if he's elected. He's going to join a party uh, that consistently, as a party, attacks whether it's Michael Bloomberg or whatever uh, Second Amendment rights. On the other hand, I have 18 years of a 100% pro-Second Amendment uh, uh, voting record. I didn't just get the NRA's support. Uh, I was featured and spoke at their national convention and was awarded their highest award because I've been there fighting, including uh, in the situation with Fast and Furious, where if the Obama administration had had their wish, uh, they would have uh, gotten a new assault weapons ban, justifying it based on the guns that they were shipping to Mexico illegally. And we were able to show it and and push back. So, uh, you know, I think if you serve on judiciary for 18 years where your rights are your constitutional rights are protected and, you know, you have probably a thousand, including all the amendments, votes, uh, you're pretty well defined. So I would say. You know, he's going to promise you he's going to be a different kind of Democrat. Uh, I'm going to, I've shown that I'm exactly the kind of pro-Second Amendment person that you want, and 18 years of 100% isn't an accident. Uh, I think that's excellent. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, wh- what about some priorities? When you, uh, you know, if you get elected in November and uh, are honored to serve the folks of East, East County and, and North San Diego, um, what are some Second Amendment priorities that you'd like to, you know, maybe maybe let's split it up. What's possible and what would you what would you like to see? And then what do you think is possible? Well, look, it's possible that we can continue preserving people's rights. It's possible that with President Trump getting another term, that we won't just have a court that will make decisions like they made twice in Washington, D.C. to restore Second Amendment rights when those had been taken. Uh but that we'll get additional cases uh, that would take on, for example, the idea that that states uh, can define uh, for the federal government uh, what your gun rights are. And that's probably the biggest one. Uh, And the easiest way to look at it is I, I respect federalism, but states have to respect interstate commerce. I represented the Marines of Camp Pendleton for 18 years. Those Marines, uh, whether they're at Camp Lejeune or they're at Quantico or wherever in the world, or they're in Afghanistan and Iraq, when they get orders to come into California, as you can imagine, they bring their personal firearms. 
almost without fail, at least one of their personal firearms, usually a rifle, is illegal Mm -hmm. or its magazine is illegal under California law. That's got to change. And, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to take a court and the court's going to come from a president and a president. uh, President Trump has proven that uh, even though he used to be a Democrat, and he used to be on the wrong side of a lot of issues. If you listen to his earlier speeches uh, 20, 30 years ago, he has solidly supported the Second Amendment. And that means that the judges uh, fairly interpreting the Constitution are going to make the same decision you and I make, which is uh, we may not like everything the First Amendment uh, allows people to say, but we know that as long as the First and Second Amendment are equally preserved, our republic will continue to be the place that uh, where we can have that debate. Yeah, and let's face it, the Democratic Party back when he was part of it is not the Democratic Party of today. No, there there was a time when I came to Congress uh, in uh, January of 2001, uh, and, you know, we had peace and prosperity, and the Democratic Party had just voted along party lines uh, for the assault weapon ban. It was in place. Um, you know, it was one of the hallmark pieces of legislation of the first two years of the uh, Clinton administration. And guess what? We were able to get it to expire. And there were a number of blue dogs that agreed with us. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every one of those blue dogs is gone now. And that's one of the challenges in mm-hmm. Congress is, you know, when you uh, when you simply are talking about what does the Constitution say? It used to be that the definition of a blue dog was they would they would fairly read it and usually agree with most Republicans. A couple of Republicans would go off the reservation and not understand it, but you would make up for it by having uh, thoughtful Democrats, uh, with the exception of maybe Colin Peterson. You know, I'm just a handful. They're, these guys are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy Nancy Pelosi has driven them out of the party. It, it would seem that way. Yeah, it sure does. So we have you for one more segment. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that we uh, uh, that we uh, ask you more questions. I, I do appreciate sure. everything you've done for the uh, Second Amendment. I want to ask you more questions on uh, on on uh, you know on on what's going to happen after you get elected in November because I think right now you're the front runner. Um, I think uh, you know the district and uh, the, you know the, your message. I think it resonates well. So I think you're definitely the front runner. And I want to talk about what happens after you get into office. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna hold you over for for a short break and yeah. and uh, get right back. All right, buddy. Hang on. We're going to come right back, folks. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Oh, yeah. I almost did it without you. Sorry about that. (laughs) Stepped all over his toes. That's all right. Hey, folks. Have you been to AO Sword Firearms? Well, you know, thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. They have hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15, whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron. You'll find it all at A.O. Sword. They're also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun. 
including Cerakote. A.O. Sword Firearms is, a, is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison in El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with their legal and technical updates on Facebook. Check out AOSword.com or call 619-749-4867. And by the way, folks, if you have legal matters that involve anything gun-related, you need to call the law offices of the Dillon Law Group. John Dillon, Red Flag Laws, Gun Registration, Gun Transportation and Storage. All, uh, call all our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. 760-642-7150. That's 760-642-7150. Or you can w- visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. That's dillonlawgp.com. Let John Dillon do the gunning for you. All right. All right. So we're talking with Congressman uh, Daryl Issa, and who's running for uh, election in the 50th uh, Congressional District. And I, uh, Daryl, I met you on the campaign trail years ago, a few years ago, um, and uh, at an event. But the first time I actually heard you was in the early 90s when a I was in, in actually in high school and a buddy of mine pulls up in his brand new truck and he was showing off his <laughs> his brand new security system and his brand new truck and it was this really cool uh, security system. if you got too close to the truck the truck would actually say yeah. it would say protected by viper stand back and years later I found out that that was your company and your voice right absolutely and uh you know, the uh, protecting things we care about uh, is important. And that's why we're having this this particular half hour is that uh, uh, not only do, does the Second Amendment protect people's person, but, you know, they protect our liberties. And uh, uh, I did have uh, 20 years of building a security and electronics company that continues to this day. Uh, and I've had now had 20 years of uh, of trying to protect our rights in Washington. Which was the harder job? <laughs> you know, you know when you're when you're only dealing with car thieves, you're working with a better class of people. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't help myself, and I had no idea that you started Viper. And folks, that's one of the number one, and it is the number one security system for your car. So, job well done. Well, it's uh, it's the ingenuity of the uh, person trying to stop the car thief and the ingenuity of the, of the car thief have to be matched. And, you know, the ingenuity of those who want to uh, redefine our Constitution, not just the Second Amendment, but piece by piece, all of those things uh, make it a living document rather than an original intent. Uh, it's the same sort of thing. You uh uh, I'll never forget, uh, you know, Anthony Weiner was on judiciary. And you can imagine, uh, as famous as he became later for his his pictures, uh, he was a clever guy who was constantly coming up with amendments that sounded harmless until you dug into them and realized that uh, there's a reason that we don't amend the Constitution is that the reality is, we have what we want in this country, which is a level of freedom without anarchy. It works. And uh, we expect the people we send to Washington to protect that level of freedom. Uh, most people that are listening in your audience, they don't want anything from the government except for the government not to do them harm. Mm-hmm. They, want the, they want what they were, they were uh, given from God. 
to be protected from their government taking it away. And that's what our founding fathers believed. It took them hundreds of years of fighting uh, uh, despots, kings, uh, to come up with the language that they came up with. It wasn't it wasn't spontaneous overnight. Uh, you know, I always remind people that uh, the British gave us our form of government by showing us all the mistakes that came before us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I often feel that that's the reason that we still have such a great kinship with the British is that they didn't get everything we got, but most of what we got, we got because of their efforts. And and you're and very appreciative of your efforts, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, indisputable that you've uh, stood up for uh, you know various areas of the Second Amendment when they when they came along. Very much appreciative of that. One question I have to ask you, um, and sure. it gets a little heated. I, a lot of people are are uh, not happy with the idea that you didn't run in your old district. Um, they don't feel you supported the candidate in your old district enough, and now you're running in another district, uh, you know, in East County. What, what's, what, how do you respond to those? And, you know, these are, these are people in the district, in the 50th district, that kind of, yeah. you know, are frustrated by that idea. And I think that there are also people in your old district that are frustrated and people that are a part of the Republican Party that are frustrated. How do you respond to that? Well, first of all, when I announced that I would be joining the Trump administration and I wouldn't be running for reelection, there were some people who came and said, oh, we're going to miss you. But at that time, nobody, including Diane Harkey, who uh, vied to be my successor and I endorsed and gave her money and raised money for her. Uh, nobody seemed to have an objection. To be honest, uh, Diane had had won numerous races, including every single voter in the district. She had won overwhelmingly uh, when she was selected. Uh, She did not prevail. uh, And I have uh, only one regret, which is that uh, on Election Day, uh, I was on television at four in the afternoon in in Washington. And I predicted that because the party hadn't put money in, because she'd never been close, uh, she lost by 13 points. Uh, I predicted that, you know, no, she was not going to prevail. That was a mistake. Uh, and, and everyone in their political career uh, makes a mistake now and then. So, so to everybody, including uh, Diane, it didn't make the difference between her winning and losing. But it's it's a mistake. And, and you own up to your mistakes when you make them. Uh, it was it was only a mistake to accept a nomination from uh, Donald J. Trump to serve in his administration. Uh, it was only a mistake to go see him in Trump Towers before he was elected. It was only a mistake to campaign for him, even in a district that he lost by nine percent. Only for one reason is I had no idea that I was going to be blocked by uh, Senator Menendez of uh, of New Jersey and that the Senate wouldn't have the guts to uh, to tell him to go take a walk and overrule his committee uh, veto. Uh, that was that was a mistake. I got to tell you, I couldn't have made because I served on foreign affairs for 18 years, including with Bob Menendez. I didn't expect uh, foreign affairs, which is normally pretty nonpartisan, uh, to do that. But Menendez didn't just do it to me. He did it with to countless ambassador nominations of President Trump. Uh, and so why am I running in the 50th? I'm running in the 50th because contrary to what my opponent says, I'm not old. I'm not tired. I'm not ready to uh, to go sit in a rocking chair. And uh, because I didn't get confirmed uh, for a position in the Trump administration, bringing honest government to other countries, which is what he uh, had nominated me initially for, uh, I'm going back where I can 
uh, quite frankly, help drain the swamp. And, uh, you know, the president's never needed and, and more than he does now uh, investigations to go forward uh, into a series of unlawful events that have gone on even while he was president. If you think about it, the actions on the last day of the, the Obama administration, unmasking General Flynn, those are terrible. But imagine this. The next day, Jeff Sessions is the attorney general, and that that organization uh, has continued, along with the defense intelligence and others, continued to undermine the president, leaked and wrongfully uh, disclosed things time and time again. If you look at what the president calls pencil neck, Adam Schiff, everything Adam Schiff got away with, he got away with because holdovers from the Obama administration and people that are deeply embedded have continued to undermine this president in a uh, in a way that is wrong at best, criminal in many cases. And, and not living up to their oath of the Constitution, and I th- no matter I th- what. I think that brings up a couple more questions. Um, one is, you know, if when you're elected, um, what what Republicans have been so frustrating. They don't. Uh, the leadership, there's a huge lack of leadership. Um, they seem to, uh, you know, roll over to Democrats even when they're in the majority. Um, so two questions. One is if and when you get elected. What are you going to do to make sure that your office is as responsive to the voters in your district as Duncan Hunter's was? And two, what will you do to make sure that there's some leadership by Republicans on all levels um, to make sure that, uh, you know, some of these things don't happen like what you just described? Well, you know, first of all, you lead by leading, you lead by inspiring uh, if uh, if if I put a call in right now to Jim Jordan or Mark Meadows or any of the other people who came up through the ranks as my subcommittee members, they would all tell you that we we led the fight uh, for the years that that I chaired, you know, ranking member and then chaired the oversight committee. We led the fight and we, we led the fight with uh, with John Boehner, then speaker uh, and then Paul Ryan later, but calling us knuckleheads telling people not to give to our campaign committees, uh, doing everything they could to make us less of an inconvenience. But uh, just as Jim Jordan never, never stopped fighting, uh, eventually Devin Nunes discovered, uh, you know, that that he had to be on our side, not playing nicey. And he uh, he became a real fighter. Uh, You know, those people become the next generation's models. And uh, and that's what you do. Uh, you know, the, the amount of times I was called to Boehner's office and told, you know, it was wrong and you shouldn't do it and so on. Uh, you looked and said, I'm going to have a discussion with the speaker. But at the end of the day, I've got to do the job. I've seen the evidence. I know why I'm doing these investigations. I know where the wrong is. And so do my subcommittee people. When we w- took on Lois Lerner and the IRS, I cannot tell you how many times the Ways and Means Committee, which is a tax committee, kept saying, oh, no, we'll handle this. But they had already decided that there was no there there as to all the Tea Party groups in the United States. And we looked and said, yes, there is. And we're going to continue pursuing it. And we never let up on it. Uh, and that particularly was one of the things where Jordan was, held a lot of the hearings in addition to mine. But we do those things. 
I was the only chairman during the entire time we were in the majority, uh, you know, from 2008 on. I was the only chairman to hold anyone in contempt, and I held both Lois Lerner and uh, Eric Holder in contempt. The important thing isn't that I held him in contempt. The important thing is when Eric Holder came to the floor, came to the floor, we not only were able to successfully hold him in contempt, but we got Democrats, 12 Democrats to vote with us. The, the fact is you lead and people will follow if the truth is on your side. OK, and, we, we, you know, we, have, we have one minute. What about uh, responsiveness to uh, to your constituency, the folks in the district? You know, I, I have a lot of issues with Duncan Hunter and everything that happened. And it was very frustrating. But one thing I never had an issue with with Duncan Hunter's office was how responsive they were. If, if somebody had a problem and he agreed with you, they were all over it. What, what can we expect from uh, from uh, Daryl Ice's office in the 50th? Well, we, we call that casework and constituent work. And uh, the history of my doing it is is not only fabulous, but one of his lead people he hired when I retired, Amy Walker, and she's going to stay on. Uh, she's a uh, uh, she's continued on in his staff and presumably would stay on in mine. But, you know, take having the right team to, to be able to do it is important. Here's the other part of it. Duncan Hunter, when he came in as a freshman, he looked to all of us to help him get the job done. One of the advantages you have when you have 18 years of seniority, when every other chairman or ranking member, depending upon whether we get the majority, these are people that are either your classmates you came into Congress with or you have 18 or 20 years of working with them. When you when you make a phone call and say, I need your help, you get it. Even today. Literally every day, including today, I may thank you. I'm able to call uh, people who used to be on my staff or I knew them when they were on somebody else's staff. And now they're high ranking in the Trump administration. I make a phone call. And because I've been there and been fighting, they help us. And uh, we're doing that every day right now. So that Good. soft power you build over 18 years. I know it took more than a minute. Nope, that's but, good. Uh, I, I, know, I think I people need to hear it. People, people need to hear what you just said um, because, I, you know, there are, uh, uh, you know, people wonder. People want to know. They, you know, it's a, it, they're in a, it, the district was um, kind of blindsided by what happened with, with Duncan Hunter, and they're used to some, some good things, and they're concerned about some bad things. And, you know, this is the first time they've had an open seat in years, and uh, this is the first time they've had somebody not named Hunter running in decades. So, uh, you know, I think it's a concern. But I really do appreciate your your time, and I really do appreciate your uh, Second Amendment track record in Congress. And I hope – are we going to see you at our Second Amendment celebration dinner on August 15th? Uh, if, they, if they let us come in person, I will be there. If, they, if I have to be six feet away, I'll be there. Close with one thing. The Hunters, Duncan Hunter Sr., Duncan Hunter Jr., they both cared about the men and women of the uni- in uniform, the people who served for their entire careers. They both served, as I did in the military. And of all the things that that district has represented and will continue to represent under my leadership is support for the men and women who have served their country. Excellent. Congressman Darrell Issa running on the 50th. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Talk to you down the road. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense? Of those horrible new red flag laws. Firearms legal protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at the Gun Range San Diego. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. 10 to 10, seven days a week. TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. In fact, we have our very, very special guest on the line, Jason. And uh, what are you up to there, bud? Hey, well, this is what it sounds like when the Jason cries and we don't have enough guns for all of our customers. Great choice, by the way, uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing fine. We are super busy. Finally getting those really good guns in, uh, Mossberg 500s, 590s, all the cool stuff. And I'm also really proud to say that we are a we are officially a a Glock Blue Label dealer now. Uh, that means all a uh, lot of law enforcement, a lot of military guys and girls. They all get special discounts on Glock pistols. So who qualifies for that? So any active duty, uh, any active duty or retired uh, active reservists in the military. Uh, all law enforcement, certain security uh, personnel, uh, EMTs, all the emergency service stuff that we really need to support right now. And if so, if they come in and they want a Glock and they qualify for the Blue Label Special, that means they'll That's get right. it for a few bucks off, right? More than a few, yeah. quite a bit off. Yeah, yeah, they get a really good discount on that. As long as it's as long as it's in stock, uh, this is yeah, this is the place to come if you want to buy a Glock. Good. Awesome. So who's buying right now? Are we through the rush of uh, panic buying and are we back to normal customers or what's well, give us the give us the temperature? Well, it's uh, you know, it's still hot, it's still hot. A lot of people are still buying uh, now instead of more panic buying. Now it's a lot more. Uh, uh, I want to say much more practical buying. People are really putting in research now. This is the point where uh, a lot of people who have just been researching these past couple months are starting to come out and say, like, hey, I've been looking at this gun, this shotgun, pistol, whatever. Um, just wanted to know if you had it. They've put in all that time and researching the guns, and then they're, they're grabbing them. Most of those are going to be shotguns or a more, uh, a more common practical pistol, like a Glock, a Springfield XD, something like that. So what's the difference between – I have a Mossberg 500, and I love it. I really love it. Um, yeah. What's the difference between tell everybody what the difference is? Why would somebody get a five ninety and a five or a five or a five hundred? Is there a is there a, a significant difference? Is there a niche one of them fills the other one doesn't? Oh, there's not much of a difference. The five hundred is like the basic Mossberg five hundred model shotgun. That's like their bread and butter. The five ninety is a very slightly beefed up version. Uh, there's a couple of versions of the five ninety. There's a five ninety and then the five ninety A one, which is actually what. Uh, uh, I believe the Army and the military uses that as a pump shotgun, uh, but really, really beefed up shotgun. 590 also has a bayonet lug. Um, if you want to get something, some uh, say like uh, if you're into what I'm into, like like vintage stuff, like a trench gun, 20 uh, inch shotgun with a heat shield, woodstock, that kind of thing. 
that's when you get a 590. It's just a little bit tougher and will last longer. Is the the trigger uh, uh, what do you call it the whole, the trigger mechanism the whole trigger uh, system? Is it different on a 500 and a 590? I want to say the 500 tends to veer more towards more, more plastic bits like the trigger guard. Some 590s have plastic trigger guards. Some of them have metal. That's it. Just real small differences, yeah. but the little things that the little things that count. Is there what is there a significant price difference between a five hundred and a five ninety? A regular five ninety is only maybe you know it just depends which model is a whole series of guns, but uh, you know they can be anywhere from like fifty to like a hundred fifty more. It just depends which one you get. So the five hundreds, you're 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 bumping the night, good old fashioned uh, yeah, home like defense four to five round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a basic one, four, anywhere from four to six rounds. Uh, shoot, there are even eight-round models. 590s, just a little beefier. Interesting. I didn't know that. I, 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 I looked at the 590 like it was a replacement for the 500, but they are different enough, and they're, um, you know. Just a little bit. A little bit think different enough a, to where they both have their place. Yeah, yeah. Just think of it as a, like, a, like, a, like a Honda Civic versus a Civic SI. You know, slightly higher trim, that's it. I have thought about dropping that metal trigger group from the 590 yeah. into my 500. That's a pretty cool investment. I always like that kind of thing. It's, uh, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for, 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 I'm a sucker for steel. So you know, when I when I had Beretta, I, I bought the, uh, I bought the metal parts kit, and replaced all the plastic bits with the metal ones, and just felt a lot more solid. You know, steel guide rod, that kind of thing. So on a home defense gun, uh, you know, a tactical home defense gun. I actually just had a discussion about this a couple of days ago. Yeah. What's the what's the typical optic, or, or people typically run optics on that, or what, what's the most what's the most popular configuration you see on a tactical or a home defense shotgun? Well, a shotgun. What you want to typically do is you want to figure out if you like a pistol grip. Or it's a regular, you know, old-fashioned shotgun stock. I prefer the old-fashioned stock because you can kind of keep the shotgun closer to you. It kind of doesn't really doesn't really torque your wrist the same way the pistol grip does. But that's just a preference. Second thing I'd recommend is a sling. I prefer having a sling on all on any long gun. It just really helps with stability. Uh, you don't really run an optic on a shotgun unless you're like in the Midwest or the East Coast where they hunt with them with, with scopes, uh, slug guns, that kind of thing. Over here, you just need the bead or fiber optic sight, whatever the shotgun comes with. Yeah. Yep. I'm in agreement. Especially home defense, yeah. you're making shots that are as long as your longest hallway. So it's not. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you take know. the longest room. Yeah, you take the longest room in your, your longest room or hallway and you're wherever you live and just practice with that at the range. I'd be very surprised if you missed. That's the beauty of the shotgun. Interesting. I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I think that maybe more, maybe even more important on a home defense or, or uh, yeah, on a home defense shotgun is uh, mm -hmm. what kind of flashlight you throw on there. You know, some people like to go go real hardcore. They get, you know, a Surefire X300, something like that. They'll throw that on there. Um, any shotgun with a rail system, flashlight is probably the most, probably the single most important accessory you could have. Uh a light just really, really, and just imagine you're you're in somebody's house trying to steal their stuff, trying to hurt them, whatever, and you hear this shotgun pump, and there's a flashlight on the end of it. Uh, just imagine how unsettling that must be. Yeah, especially yeah. a strobing light. Yeah, but that yeah, would yeah, yeah, yeah that would not be good. <laughs> yeah, real fun to. I'm, I'm all about accessorizing, just you know, guns, <laughs> guns and cars. I can tell. I can tell. So, hey, <clears throat> how are we doing with our dross? 
you know, it's taken, it's still taken, you know, 16, 17 days for some people, but we're, we're, uh, we're, we're dealing with it. Just keep fighting the good fight, my friend. Oh yeah, we will. All right. Hey, take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Gun Range San Diego, folks. It's the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.